Hello, my friends. This is Bishop Campbell welcoming you again to a short meditation on the theme of living the Catholic life. We are now halfway to Christmas. We have just celebrated Gaudete Sunday, which when I was a child was always uh, quite a milestone in our celebration of the, the season. And in fact, uh, I remember very distinctly that uh, the season of Advent was really rather quiet when we were children. It was at that time considered a little Lent. And there were days uh, of fasting. We celebrated three ember days, which were days of, of fasting. But there was a quietness about it and a simplicity that, in fact, encouraged an even more profound excitement for the coming of Christmas. I remember the occasion when we opened the door on the Advent calendar, and it was Gaudete Sunday. And there was some rejoicing that day. And now, of course, since uh, Sundays cannot be days of fast and abstinence, on that day we had a special treat uh, that my mother would prepare for us. But throughout all of the excitement, the, wonder, uh, the wonderment, the, the preparation for the season, which I knew my parents seemed to be doing, but we didn't see much evidence uh, of it, we were always wishing that the time would go faster. And when I remember that, I remember a phrase a request, a question asked of God throughout the Psalms. O Lord, how long? O Lord, how long? And that was certainly a, a petition from a people waiting for deliverance, waiting for the revelation of God's love in their life, waiting for the Messiah. But that prayer has become more uh, frequent on my lips during this present time when over the season of Advent, and I suspect even over the season of Christmas, lies the paw of the epidemic. An epidemic that makes typical celebrations all the more difficult, but all the more needed. And that is going to provide for all of us a very profound patience, a development of the virtue of hope, and in fact a remembrance of what once was and should be. But yet, not yet. In a sense, you know, we're remembering the first coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and preparing to celebrate it. We also are encouraged to look forward to the second coming. But at this moment, we lie between the two uh, revelations and we pray that God come to us individually through his presence to us in his word and in his sacrament. As I said, you know, kind of Paul lies over the, the season because actual as opposed to virtual human contact, uh, contact becomes limited and onerous, and we have to be careful. 
We can't forget, of course, that by nature human persons are social beings, and especially in a community of faith, that nature of social being takes on a grace-filled reality as we pray with each other and for each other, we are present to them. But at this present time, even such normal things as handshakes and embraces are discouraged, and new forms of greeting experimented with. The one that I always find slightly amusing is what I think people call the elbow bump. And when I was growing up into my uh, adulthood, when someone said, well, I gave him the elbow, it meant I pushed him out of the way. And now we bump just to make certain that I'm human, you're human, and we really are here and not virtual. There is, of course, something that can buoy our hope, and that is in the near, I hope, future of the vaccine. Because as I tell people, I remember very distinctly as a child the polio epidemics that occurred and what rejoicing we had when a vaccine was developed, in fact, two of them at the time, the Salk vaccine and the Sabine administered differently. And with the almost universal application of those vaccines, the dreaded disease of polio almost entirely stopped. But given all the facts of living at a time of some deep concern, how do we spend the time before Christmas making the feast day truly festive? I think we have to begin by talking about the meaning of the gift of time. You may notice that in so many of the scripture readings we are hearing at Mass, we hear about the time, taking the moment, year by year passing. When will uh, our Lord come? When is the fullness of time? But I think we have to remember that as St. Peter said in his second reading, which we heard uh, a little while ago, the gift of time is given to us by God as a sign of his love and his patience and his desire that all be saved. So therefore use the time that he has given us, for it is limited, but use that gift to win salvation for ourselves, to draw in the grace and the promise of Christ to us. We have to realize that the full meaning of our lives is not encompassed simply by the world and time in which we presently live. Times which might be extraordinarily joyful, other times extremely challenging and disappointing. But nothing that occurs here is going to reveal the full meaning of our lives. We understand, too, in the gift of time, that every moment of our lives is immediate to the eternity of God. That although God is utterly beyond all created nature, by a gracious 
will and, and mercy, he still is present to us. And we know this because he sent his only begotten son to take on our human flesh and our human reality. So that each moment of our lives has a profound meaning for the everlasting life to which we are called. So we asked, how do we make the best and the most lasting reality of our days here on earth? How are our expectations shaping the day, uh, day that we live that is given to us? Do we begin properly by placing that day as a gift to be returned to God, by opening our hearts and minds to God and asking for his presence in his Son and through the power of the Holy Spirit? How do we make each day fruitful? And at the end of each day, do we spend some time in an examination of conscience, thanking God for all that he has allowed us to do and asking his forgiveness for those things we may not have done or have failed simply to do in achieving his will. There are profound lessons from the second readings for the past two Sundays. The second lead, uh, letter of Peter, which is uh, a reading from the first Sunday of Advent, tells us about that patience of God. But in this past Sunday, we heard from St. Paul in his first letter to the Thessalonians. When St. Paul tells us, be prepared, be watchful, open up, realizing that each day of our lives that we have is not determining the rest of our everlasting life unless we lose the opportunity to present that day that we have to the glory of God and for the good of us and for each other. So St. Paul tells the first Thessalonians, and this is his, his great teaching, test everything. Retain what is good. That is, discern in, in faith and through the power of the Holy Spirit that which is good, that which is lasting, and that which could be harmful to us. And in testing everything and retaining all that is good, St. Paul continues, May the God of peace make you perfectly holy, and may you entirely, spirit, soul, and body, be preserved blameless for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And my dear friends, isn't that the great petition and prayer of our Advent season? Lord Jesus, come. <laughs> 